This is what the Washington Post had to say about the U.S. women's national soccer team. Real power doesn't come from lifting a dumbbell or having a big office. Those are just petty little varieties of it. If you want to see real power, watch a swell coming across the ocean, an immeasurable displacement that utterly remakes the terrain. Hi, this is Coach Sarah, and this is the Morning Mantra. Hi, my name is Sarah Axelrod. I'm a run coach, a lover of poetry, and a person who cares about your well-being. You don't have to be an athlete to be coached and loved, and if you need an anchor to hold on to as you move through a tough situation, you've come to the right place. Today's mantra is, this is power. This is power. Whether or not you watched the U.S. women's national soccer team dominate the rest of the world over the weekend and the last couple of weeks, you still have every opportunity to revel in their well-earned glory. Read about them in every newspaper around the world. Watch the replays on YouTube. Admire the endless memes on Twitter. And if you look at it this way, if you look at TV ratings and Twitter trends and worldwide headlines, you would never know that there is still an ongoing discussion, yes, a discussion in air quotes, about whether the women on this team deserve equal pay to the men on the U.S. men's soccer team. If you haven't been following the story, here is a far too brief outline. On March 8, 2019, National Women's Day, the U.S. women's national team sued U.S. soccer for gender discrimination. This team has won the World Cup four times now, something the U.S. men's team has never done even once, and yet they still have to explain to the world why their salaries should equal the men's. There's been excellent reporting on all of this, the lawsuit, the soccer, the undeniably impressive and unbeatable soccer that this amazing team has been playing over the course of the tournament. I would urge you to read everything the Washington Post has published about the U.S. women's team because it will make your heart swell and your eyes fill with tears. It will, I hope, make you happy and proud, whether you're from the USA or not, to live in an era where a women's team is getting this kind of worldwide attention, both for their dominance in their sport and for the way they are leveraging that dominance, not just against their opponents on the field, but against opponents of equal rights for women everywhere. My three-year-old has recently been going through a Mary Poppins obsession, and as such, we listen to the soundtrack in the car every day going to and from school. She always wants me to start the album at the beginning with the song Sister Suffragette, which she calls alternately the mommy song and cast off the shackles of yesterday. That's how she says it, because this is the song that Mrs. Banks sings. This movie was made in 1964, and it takes place in the year 1910. And in the year 1910, we have in Mrs. Banks a character whose life revolves around not parenting her children, but being a dauntless crusader for women's votes. Around the midpoint of the movie, she cheerfully asks Cook to hand her the bag of rotten eggs because she's off to throw things at the Prime Minister. I can't stop thinking about this 1964 take on the women of 1910. Are we meant to see it as quaint? The idea that in 1910 women were still fighting for their rights? Militantly, never you fear! Was the 1964 viewer meant to watch this and think, oh good, I'm so glad we've evolved past this point now? Because here we are. And it's 55 years after that movie was made. Oh, but it's not 1910. It's 2019. And the U.S. women's national team is still fighting for equal rights, equal pay, equal recognition for what they do. 
And with this astonishing, amazing World Cup victory, they have left absolutely nothing for U.S. soccer to deploy in their lame defense of pay inequality. There was no excuse prior to this World Cup. And now, make no mistake, the U.S. women took a giant risk in filing this lawsuit months before the World Cup. If anything, they put even more pressure on themselves to show up and perform with the whole world watching. The decision to do this, though, the decision to make this World Cup about something bigger and longer lasting than the 2019 U.S. women's national team, is just one more majestic and jaw-dropping show of their power. Believing in your skills and your worth that much, this is power. Using your platform to affect change that will benefit generations after you and refusing to settle for anything less this is power. Sally Jenkins at the Washington Post wrote this. Power is taking an epic shot, betting on yourself the way these players did, and then coming through with the massive burden of expectations on their supremely confident backs. They went out and gave the world a lesson in pure, unadulterated clout. They swept through the tournament like a tremendous swell, carrying ever bigger global TV audiences with them, as they went, scoring a record 26 goals while giving up just three. In the fitness protection program, we are fond of saying, thank God we're not elite. Thank God we and the runners we coach don't have that kind of pressure riding on our every performance. I mean, can you imagine? But power does not come only from being a world-class athlete. Power is knowing when you have an opportunity to make a difference and believing that you can. Believing that your voice matters even when the people you are talking to are pretending not to listen. This is power. You are coached, you are loved, and you are winning in life. And if you need more reasons to believe that, follow Morning Mantrapod on Instagram. Don't forget, if you need a mantra, you can always ask for one at info at coachedinlove.com. Again, that's email info, I-N-F-O, at coachedandloved.com.